0: Hi, I'm NASM Master Instructor Rick Ritchie. Join me for the NASM CPT Podcast, where we take you through a unique journey on everything you need to know as a personal trainer. Science, technique, physiology, weight loss, muscle growth, nutrition, business. We dig into it all. You can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search NASM CPT Podcast and subscribe. Get the
1: Going to work, blood and sweat and tears, giving all we got till it hurts and staring down our fears. Stripes and stars, it's our story, it's who we are. We are guts and glory. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Random Fit. Uh, me, Ken Miller, and I am with Miss Wendy Batts. Wendy, how are you?
0: I am great. How are you, Ken?
1: I am awesome. It's, uh, you know, beginning of a new year. Well, close to the beginning still. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, as as luck would have it, we have a an awesome topic that's it's timely for a lot of people when it comes to You know, the new year, new you. And uh, what we're talking about today is the guts. So going from guts to glory and what it takes to make that difference in your (laughs) midsection. So I think, uh, I mean, unless you're one of those genetic freaks who's just had six packs since they were two years old, um, the rest of us, you know, looking at, okay, how how can I get this midsection looking the way I want to look or just getting to the size I want it to be? So when we talk about guts to glory, we're talking about, you know, what's going on between, you know, your chest and your front pockets. Right. So when we talk about what's going on in the midsection, the muffin top, as my friends would call it on me, uh, what's going on, muffin top? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I think we all we, we all might have a little something to say about this. What, what do you think, Wendy?
0: I 100% agree. I mean, if you if you talk to some of my clients that first come in, they're like, I've done, you know, I wanted to have abs like Britney Spears, you know, when she used to do her crazy ab routine, she had posted it in a magazine once that she was doing 500 crunches a day and i had i had clients came in that said i have been doing 500 crunches a day it may take you know multiple times throughout the day for me to reach that number however my abs are not changing and i don't understand why and all i have to do is laugh and ask, well, why are you in here? Am, am I here to work on your abs, or what's the issue? And it's usually, well, my lower back is killing me, and my abs still are not showing. So that's uh, right. that's usually what I get. <laughs> and obviously, there is a correlation to both of that. You know, the reasons for both of those, um, those both of those things. So I'm super, super stoked to talk about this topic. It's definitely one of my favorites so far, and uh, hopefully, you guys will enjoy it as well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I mean, you you bring up a, a great scenario again. A lot, a lot of who I work with right now, either it's it's the the middle aged guy, uh, or it's a young athlete. But the one of the problems, one of the, the kind of the commonalities is, is that um, you know they they all want stronger cores, right? But for different reasons. And for for the for the older person, someone that's been on the workforce, a little bit older, maybe a little deconditioned, um, yeah, who doesn't say that they want to lose a little bit, you know, a couple inches, you know, across the midsection? But you wind up having to work on stability and strength first. I know which we'll get into that. But for the for the older guy, it's because they've got that low back pain. They got. The, I know we're not here to talk about low back pain. That'll be another episode down the road. But um, they they've got that going and. To your point, Wendy, they, they, they say, well, I've been doing some crunches. I've been on this machine. I've been trying this and that. I saw this thing on YouTube and I've been trying it, but now my back hurts. And then you also have the same thing with the younger guy who wants to maybe throw better, throw harder. Um, and they want to work on their abs, you know, more for, you know, if you're talking about the 20 something year old, you know, of course, who doesn't want to just make that six pack even more obvious. It's like, dude, you don't need <laughs> you, know, you, don't need, you know, a quarter inch deep abs. Um, but they wind up having the same issues a lot of times as well when it comes to, um, you know, getting that midsection, looking the way they want it to look. But they've got some kind of irritation going on with, with the low back as well. So and th- that leads us into, you know, what we want to address first, you know, when it comes to safety and health of that midsection is, you know, looking at what we're trying to accomplish first, or what we should accomplish first first through stability training, and a lot of times that goes missed when it comes to, okay, it's January, we want to look better, we want to feel better, but more importantly, we want to feel better first. If we don't feel good, we're not going to look good because we're, we're not going to be able to move well. So from that standpoint, Wendy, why don't, why don't you tell me about you know how you start somebody off when it comes to planning their progress from A to Z, right? Because a lot of people think it's just A to B, right? It's just, I need to do one thing and I'm going to be there. No, it's a, it's a process. So how do you plan things out for your clients that want that, you know, go from gut to glory?
0: I think it's important to think about the assessment. Obviously with my, with me being a trainer, I do an assessment with every client that comes in. So I'm looking for common compensations, which will allow me to help loosen muscles that are overactive and then obviously strengthen the underactive muscles. Very commonly, the core is very underactive because people are in a seated position, they're at a computer all day. If mm-hmm. they are even younger individuals and they come in, they've been sitting at a desk all day because they've been in school and then they want to go out and play, you know, their sport or they want to do something, but yet they're not getting the power production that they're hoping for if they're like playing baseball or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So, I think having a, a, a good foundation and understanding as a trainer and being able to talk to your client about that is important. However, when somebody comes in and they have specific ab goals, if you will, I think it's important to really just get them going from the start. Sometimes if you go into too much explanation, it just will cause more and more confusion. But I think it's important to really discuss that there's really two different types of, of, areas that we're focusing on. And like you had mentioned stabilization and what we're focusing on in the stabilization area is mainly the local muscles. And those are the little muscles that you can't see. So people never want to train them. And those muscles basically connect one vertebrae, basically one vertebrae to the other to help maintain proper positioning and alignment of your spine. And if you can get those muscles activated, which are really, really deep within the core, then you are going to set yourself up for being able to lift more and produce more power and look better and feel better and everything, plus minimize the chances of injury along the way. And so those are muscles again, because you can't see them because they're buried so deep inside, people really don't wanna train them. But if you are getting yourself into proper alignment that we've talked about multiple times, which is basically feet pointed straight ahead, knees in line with the toes, your shoulders, I mean, I'm sorry, your hips are, are in a good neutral position, shoulders are neutral, and your chin is back in line. So from an angle, your ears, your shoulders, your, your hips and knees and, and ankle bone basically are aligned straight up. Then if you go into exercises like planks and side planks, exercises really that have little to no motion of the spine, but are really focusing on bringing your abs in. Um, Some people say drawing in, some people say bracing. We like both. However, you really want to draw in first and then add bracing to it, because again, on a longevity standpoint, as well as squeezing the glutes. If you can get those local muscles really strong, and basically then add on what we call more of the global muscles which are the muscles that are going to move the spine so your crunches your back extensions your side bends then you're going to really be able to maximize your core strength in every level so whether you're moving whether you're doing something more on a on a stationary machine and you're going to really minimize the chances of of activating muscles that really shouldn't be activated in, a, in an exercise that are, is specifically designed for one particular muscle group or complex. Right. Did you get and all
1: that? I did. <laughs> I was like, wow, I, I just get so just engaged with the words that are coming out of your mouth, you know? It's a, and, you know, and, and you mentioned something earlier, you know, you you have, you have a student athlete, really, who's, who goes from seated to now throwing, playing, running, kicking, jumping, and all that stuff. So they go from zero to 60 really fast. So they go from doing nothing except for, you know, whatever you need to just sit upright to just now explosively turning, twisting the trunk and the spine. Um, so when you talk about the, the local muscles, um, you know, a lot of times that, that in-between spot of, of, of regaining stability and then working into strength and power uh, winds up being important. And you mentioned, you know, an, an extra, you know, the plank, which is a very, a very popular exercise, but often, you know, and it's often a misused exercise when it comes to the execution. So like you said, Wendy, it's, you know, you know, being, you know, holding those kinetic chain checkpoints or ears, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles, being able to, hold, especially the mid midsection and, and having that nice neutral position or what your neutral position would be as an individual, because we all have a different neutral Um, but being able to control, activate, you know, pull in, belly button in towards the spine or or draw in and, you know, control the spine. But a lot of times when you're doing a great exercise, but doing it incorrectly, it is a bad exercise. So, you know, do the planks, but now consider doing them with, with a different postural position. So that's good scapular, thoracic stability, as well as a good position with a midsection. And I think that's where a lot of times when people do an exercise that is designed to work on the local stabilizers or the deeper, more spinal-based muscles, uh, is to do it with with that in mind. And I, and I think that's a, an awesome point that you brought up, Wendy. And because of the nature of the muscle fiber type, it's long time under tension, right, with low intensity. And then that's where holding it or teaching your body the ability to, to endure um, that tension over a longer period of time is going to be what's going to, you know, going to be important. I'm not saying hold it for four or five hours, but I am saying, you know, <laughs> if you can hold it for, you know, with good position, with good structural integrity, um, you know, you know, get your 45 to 60 seconds, um, you know, however long you can do it with good form. And that's going to be one of the better things that you can do. It's like, Use these exercises that are commonly seen out there to help stabilize the spine, but do it with those checkpoints in, in, in mind. Because how many times, Wendy, have you seen someone do a plank? Their head is forward. Their shoulder blades are, you know, all winged up, you know, just popping off of the rib cage. And they've got a nice big low back arch. And they say that I, I can hold a plank for five minutes, right? That's and that's what you'll That's what you'll see. And it's like, well, show show me, right? But I want you to show me. With abs in neutral position, with the low back, shoulder blades on the rib cage, and the head in a better position, and then we'll then we'll then we'll bust the clock out and see how long you can you can uh, you can hold that up there. But what yeah, I,
0: what I found when when I have people do planks that say they can do it for you know multiple minutes at a time, I'm like that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I want you to show me, like you said, like, get in position. And, you know, hands are, they're in the praying position, so their hands are turned in, like yeah. you said, the the, the yeah. head, the shoulders and everything are out of alignment. And what the hands bring in, it just sometimes will internally rotate, to bring your shoulders forward, which is a very common compensation that we want to tell people, open it up, so just make sure that the elbows and shoulders are in line. One of the big things I noticed too is people, if you can draw in, so squeezing your abs and you can squeeze your glutes, if you do that, that maintains a neutral position in your spine and in your hips. And w- what ends up happening is people's glutes are very, usually very weak. And because of that, when you ask them to activate them, they can't do it. So they try to bring their heels together as well. And so they start using more adductor magnus or basically your inner thigh that can really do some damage to, to um, the positioning of of um, different muscles in your in your glutes as well as your your legs and low back, and you know I just challenge them. Let's I want you to do it for reps. So come up. I want you to really squeeze your glutes, draw in, make sure you maintain proper alignment, and I have them do anywhere from like twelve to twenty repetitions, holding for three to four seconds each. Or they have to completely relax and then go back up and com- completely relax. And so it teaches the body how to activate, relax, activate, relax. So on the turn of a dime, those muscles know how to quickly activate. And I've found that to be very beneficial because once they realize how hard that is, they're bought in. And then I really do have them bought into their program. But one thing I do want to mention is oftentimes when people say that they've come in and they've been crunching and they haven't seen changes other than maybe they've got <laughs> some discomfort now in like the lower back is that people can come in and have a very strong global musculature area, meaning the muscles that move the spine forward back side to side, those muscles can be very strong because they have been, you know, you've been working on those very often. But it's very, very important to think about the muscles that protect the spine because ideally those local muscles are super important to activate first. So when you actually go into flexion and extension of the spine, which is what you do when you're doing a sit-up, you curl in and you slowly roll Mm -hmm. out of that, you want the vertebra- vertebrae to be lined up correctly. So therefore you don't have compression. And then you hear people that say that they've got, you know, they've got disc issues because they're compressed in a certain way. That's a, usually a cause of very weak local musculature, but stronger global muscles. And so that's a key sign right there that you wanna take some time to really focus on the planks and the bridges and the quadruped positions yeah. to, to work on those. But we could talk local and global all day, but I want to actually talk also on some of these pieces of equipment that are out there on the market that you've seen. And I was absolutely blown away when I started just pulling up different, you know, equipment pieces that you see in the gym or you've heard about, like started in the 80s or whatever that, you know, took Took the world, you know, by surprise, and they became this like new quote fad. But I, you know, why don't you start us out, Ken, and tell us a little bit about the ab roller?
1: Oh man, uh, you know it's funny because <laughs> you know uh-huh. you can't help go down memory, but go down memory lane, and now it's like you know you're you're in the '90s, right? And if you're and you and you and you're just you know if you if you i have ever had like a late night study session and you just you know you take a break and start watching tv and that's what comes on tv you know these these either either i'm, I'm i have the tools available to help train my dog better um or I'm, I'm buying some kind of fat loss or muscle building and and the ab roller is definitely an iconic piece of equipment now when when it comes to that one i i bring that up and i i can't help but giggle because my mom sorry, mom, if you're listening, so probably not, but, uh, <laughs> but my mom, you know, she had one sitting right next to, her. I just remember going upstairs and you know, walking, too. <laughs> walking by her bedroom and I see this thing, you know, and she's got, you know, and of course now, you know, the last time I, I visited her, she's got the the videotapes, the VHS, you know, with the DVDs stacked. So it's like, okay, mom, you don't have a VHS anymore but you still have it up. Um, but that just gives you some kind of time stamp on where when these pieces of equipment came out but I remember the the ab roller was sitting right there she's got the mat out and the ab roller is sitting right you know right at one end of it and um, this was this is one of those pieces again it, it yeah you did flex the spine and that's what if you're gonna use those 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 uh external those superficial muscles the, the rectus abdominis yeah it's it's going to do that now the one thing about the the ab roller is that it does have the pad on the head to help support the neck but it's also got that nice big looping piece of metal which just rolls on the ground which helps promote you know that spinal flexion while supporting the head and the neck although uh, you know you have you have that that safety on the head and the neck but how much you know are you actually using the, the abdominals but here's the, the the funniest thing about the the industry as it was when it come well, as it is today when it comes to you know the ab roller being one of the first things on the market to help with you know getting those six-pack abs is that you know don brown is the the inventor of it but he has gone on to purchase and, and invent other uh, other pieces of equipment but you know when we talk about exercise products overall, this is one thing that blew, it's, it's become a billion dollar industry. Wendy, this, I mean, and this, the ab roller was, I want to say one of those that helped kicked it off. But when you think about, you know, what we've done already with the, the thigh master, and you throw this in there, but when we talk about the ab roller, this, this, this Don Brown has been able to capitalize and make, make a business out of abdominal machines. Um, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, but the ab roller was one of those that that really got things started for for him. I mean, he's he was involved with other fitness ventures and as far as gym ownership and things like that. But he's done a lot from a business standpoint, and the ab roller was one of the, the the big things that started it off for him. So. Um, But the, the billion-dollar industry when it comes to fitness equipment, and this was one of the the bigger iconic ones. So I don't know, Wendy, have you have you been on an ab roller? Did you so? Mean-
0: my mother actually had one as well, and she was like, yeah, "I've been working my abs every day," and and she was a hundred percent Greek. So listening to her go on this rampage that she's not seeing these results that she saw on TV yeah, was yeah. pretty amazing. However. What she would often complain about was when her stomach got tired, her shoulder, she was getting more of a shoulder workout because she just started using her arms to crank up the the, um, the machine. Because instead of really mm-hmm. focusing in on flexion and extension, she was just trying to do anything to get the momentum going in the machine, which I, I found actually very amusing. Um, one thing when we were kind of looking at some of the research, when I also did see that it was a bi- 1 billion dollars y'all, 1 billion dollars for an ab roller. And now they have the ab roller evolution, which is basically the same thing, but they've taken just doing the abs and now you can reverse it. So when we talk yeah. about this machine again, it's almost like a big U shape with a pad on the on the back of the head. And so if you think about you're doing crunches this way and then you turn it over, now they're showing like how you can do push-ups with it. So it's almost like a push-up bar, which is obviously a very safe position for your wrist, which isn't a bad thing. It's elevated, yeah. which is easier than being on the ground, which mm-hmm. they're, they're selling this piece of equipment as a total body workout. So not only can you do your crunches, now you can do your push-ups and then you can turn around, put your hands on the bar and go into dips. Now, if you've listened to any of our other previous podcasts, we've talked about just be very, very careful with dips because of the positioning of your shoulder. But this is how this guy's making money, and people are buying it. It's one of those as seen on TV pieces of, of equipment. It's still on sale today, and I mean, but if you really want to target target your rectus abdominis, which is like Ken mentioned, where you flex and extend, it's actually your your primary, you know, ab cruncher, if you will then this is a, a great way to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, with, with that, with that next level of the, of the ab roller, you had uh, more of a total body approach, as you mentioned. And when it comes to seeing that six pack or, or reducing that waistline, basically what we are talking about is losing the fat that's on top of the muscles, right? So there is a a caloric balance that you want to achieve, which means, okay, we want to spend more calories, whether you're doing that through cardio of some sort, resistance training, putting on lean tissue, but also managing the calories you take in so that you can now draw from your fat stores and, you know, shrink down. Like my friends say, you know, the muffin top. So when it, when it comes to that, 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 that evolution to now doing, one piece of equipment and repurposing it for a to, more of a total body approach. You know, I, I give that a thumbs up when it comes to, you know, whatever it takes to help you spend more calories and whether it's doing, a, uh, you know, spinal flexion or extension, or even doing push um, things like that, whatever it takes for you to spend more calories to see and realize that midsection, um, you know, I'm all for it, but when it comes to you know, th- yeah, that that single piece of equipment, I mean, yeah, it's it's still on the market. You can still buy it today. And you know, on the same note, I want to say that uh, you know the, the ab roller has since disappeared from my mom's uh, <laughs> the side of you know right next to my my mom's my mom and dad's bed, so it's no longer there. But uh, uh, it definitely sat there for a while. Um, she said she used it, but uh, I got on it a couple times just to see what it was like. But you know. There, there's other pieces we can talk about now on top of
0: that. I think that kind of brings us next to another one that I wanted to mention. This one I found a little more shocking. Um, it's called the Cruncher. So the Cruncher mm-hmm. with a K. Again, this was another one of those as seen on TV. It seems like we talk a lot of these ads seen on TVs. Apparently, we've just got way too much time on our hands. But, <laughs> but um, you know, the way that they advertise this. So basically, you're sitting and this is how they market it. You can sit on your couch and you can melt basically and burn calories while building lean muscles in your abs and Mm -hmm. so when i look at it you know it's almost kind of like a chomper right so you're sitting down this is in your pretty much in your lap and you're actually crunching forward and back and this is pretty much the the motion that you're doing Again, you are doing spinal flexion. The one thing that i've I've seen when I was looking at people doing this, I had never per, you know personally used one. So again, I probably shouldn't knock it till I try it. But you know, they were talking that you can bring your knees up and you can really work a lot of your hip flexors. Mm-hmm. One thing is is with the hip flexors, the hip flexors are often very overactive in people. And so you're actually continuously bringing your knees up, working a muscle that's very overactive. And there's your psoas muscle, which is, you know, basically one of your hip flexors that that attaches to every one of your lumbar spine. And if you really aren't getting the flexion and extension and you're just bending at the hip and then bringing your knees up at the same time, that poor muscle that's very overactive in multiple people that connect to the lower back can often become even more aggravated because you're you're constantly working a muscle in a shortened position which can feed right. into more compensations and lead to more issues but you know what if you want to be able to do abs while sitting on your couch watching television maybe this is the machine for you um, I don't know what your thoughts were <laughs> when you saw it but uh, that was my main takeaway
1: <laughs> well I think you know the way the way my mind works now is because everybody's Seated already, right? And I mean, if you're looking for something to do while you're watching, you know, Bridgerton or you know, The Expanse or whatever is on Netflix, right? Uh, you know, you, you look for what what you can do seated while you're watching TV. But as I've seen it, the um, the you have the, the the flex, You're flexing down, and like you said, Wendy, you can also go the other way and march your knees up towards your shoulders as well as your shoulders towards your knees. But you know, like, like I get, I just can't get away from the fact that we are seated a lot. So whether you're a student athlete who sits down a lot behind the computer and then gets up and runs, or you're that corporate, you're that corporate athlete who's now behind the computer, seated, flexed, heads forward, shoulders forward. Um, if I'm going to work on my abdominals, I'd rather do it some other position from that seated position, just because you know we're 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 now getting this overuse pattern of flexion and the way. You know, gravity works. The second I move forward, gravity is going to start pulling me down so that I'd rather flex with a different position relative to gravity versus, you know, gravity is going to suck me down anyway. And I know that you have the resistance of the cruncher, but I'd rather do it from a, a I'd rather do it on my back or or, or somewhere else. Um, you know, TV aside, but. Um, I don't know. If, again, I would have to, you know, going back to what we talked about earlier is if you've established good spinal stability, all that excess, there's going to be stress through the through the lower and mid spine. It's just, you know, did you prepare your spine enough to do all this flexion? Um, whether you're going shoulders down or knees up. And again, with the hip flexors, as they can be overactive with a lot of people, um, I just, you know, would would take a second look at whether or not I want to get those hip flexors to work that much more um, and under resistance, unless we've done some work to help stabilize or teach the client how to stabilize their spine. And then you want to vary it up a little bit. And, you know,
0: well, I'm okay. The- I'm okay
1: with variety, but <laughs> yeah, well, another really
0: another thing when you're reading kind of the, the marketing and, and you really learn wanting to find mm-hmm. out about this product is, you know, they're marketing it like for five minutes a day. If you do this every day yeah. for five minutes and yeah. it's like five yeah. minutes is a very long time. You know, uh, you know, usually when people are really building a good foundation or they're really starting to get into strength exercises where you're actually crunching and and working on flexion and extension or, you know, side to side or rotational movements, because you have like you said, both A good foundation. You know, we're usually saying on average, let's say, you know, three sets of anywhere from eight to twelve repetitions, and that does not take five minutes. But if you're already Mm -hmm. in a like compensatory or where you're compensating, I guess that's the best way of saying it. When you already said it right, (laughs) I know, but it's more of like I just want to want to think if my hip flexors are overactive, I'm showing different compensations. I don't have a strong, you know, like inner core or the local muscles. And then I start doing this for five minutes. It just it Uh scares me because again, this went into the mad, you know, mad public late night TV. Everyone wants strong abs. They're sitting feeling, you know, on their couch late, they're not sleeping. They're like, you know what, this is the machine for me. And I just, I, I don't know that that one could actually probably keep us in business. However, The next exercise I know um, I did, I I have used and I have used with clients who have obviously worked on their local muscles and were strong. But why don't you tell us a little bit about the ab dolly
1: ab dolly um you know the, the funny thing about i got stories about these pieces of equipment but you know the one <laughs> the one thing i just remember as a, as a kid my dad would he was a grease on the weekends or even after work he'd, he'd be working on the car and a lot of times the car would be jacked up and he'd be on this dolly you know, he would be sliding out sliding under the car and then back under the car you know hand me the wrench or hand me you know whatever um, but when I saw the the abdolly, when you think about the abdolly, it's like, oh, okay, it's it's got wheels, and I can scoot left and right. And um, the great thing about this is it's diversity. So they they talk about it as as a, a as an abdominal exercise, right? Like, so you're you're on this you're basically on this platform that has wheels, and you are you know rolling out, extending out, reaching out, but. Um, you know and that does a lot for the core and the trunk right and that's why i love it so much is because it, it is so diverse and how you can use it so um basically yeah you get on your knees as i think the how the video shows it uh, or on the commercial as it was um you're you're rolling out extending your hips leaning forward reaching forward and there's different ways of using your hips as well as your shoulders and because of how you're you you can control your body or how you position your body. It's a great core stability exercise. Again, we, we can't talk about how important that is you know, as far as establishing core stability and a, and a piece of machinery that actually supports that. If you do it right, um, is is something that can you know benefit a lot of people, especially when it comes to okay, what's it going to take for me to keep my spine? my midsection safe so that if I wanna do crunches, if I wanna do the cruncher, if I wanna do the ab roller, those things will be, I'll be okay there as long as I build that up and, and the ab dolly actually helps support that.
0: I agree and you know, one thing when you're thinking about you know doing flexion and extension of the spine i can't necessarily think that the ab dolly is is the is the machine that's going to do that because in all Mm. reality usually your spine stays in a straight position but to your point you're really working a lot of those muscles remember when we said the local musculature there's little to no motion of the spine you really are engaging your deep your deep um Or muscles that do protect the spine. So I think it's fantastic. One thing also though to consider is if somebody is very overactive in their lats and so when they lift their hands over their head and they have a low back arch, then that usually means there's tightness in their lat area, which is a huge muscle of the back that attaches to the lower back. And so when you're reaching out, if someone does not have the right lat extensibility, there could be a low back arch, which could increase low back pain if you're not careful. However, again, proper positioning, proper execution, I think it's fantastic because you're using your core, you're working your lats, you can do cardio on it. So I've had clients get in that position and they've actually had to do mountain climbers or they are holding that position and I have them do uh, walking planks, if you will. And I've even had people sit on it. And when I trained some of my youth, uh, I'll, I'll line like two or three of them up and we have a starting line and everyone's seated on them and they dig their heels in and they have to forward walk. So it's really good to activate the hamstrings and it's yeah. super hard, but they race each other. So it's a fun, it's definitely fun. And then they can push themselves backwards. They can do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So I think that the, the fact that you can roll it in different directions, get your, yeah. get your obliques. I think that's also very, very cool. Um, I do like this piece of equipment. I just, you know, obviously I not to be the Debbie downer, but I also want people to use it with caution because there is a perfect time and place. You just want to make sure your positioning when done on this is executed correctly to avoid injury.
1: Right, right. As with all pieces of equipment, I guess, <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> but you know, in, in doing the research on this piece, um, one of the things that I saw was that it was uh, created and developed by an athletic trainer by the name of Brett Fisher. So, Mm -hmm. um, so from the standpoint that you had somebody who was a working professional in the field, you know, I'm not saying that those, those other products that we've mentioned already aren't people that have got strength performance, uh, personal training experience, but the fact that this guy was, or I'm not sure if he's, I think he's still practicing still is that, you you know, he's, he's there for performance and the rehab. So as an athletic trainer, you have that crossover. So, you know, when you're dealing with a healthy individual, you have a piece of equipment that you can use, but also from a post rehab rehabilitate. So again, if you've been working at the professional level at any sport, you're going to have those, those guys that are coming off of injury that you need to reintegrate back into performance. So then, you know, a piece of equipment, and this and again I'm speaking from how I've used um, I've used it in the past as well, is that if I can take somebody who's coming back from a shoulder situation or even a hip or, or knee situation, I can use that piece of equipment and for 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 different purposes on the same individual. So whether you're talking about stabilization, which we were just talking about, but also using it from a strength of performance. And I love how you gamified, you know, sitting on it and doing those. You know, walking from there because you know that was that was something we'd use in the physical therapy clinic. You know, just you're sitting on a stool, one of those wheeled stools, and doing that. And I, I, I can only imagine right now sitting down close to the ground and having those and having your heels kind of drive you forward. So it makes me want to buy one again.
0: I know it's super. I mean, yeah, just another way to use it. That was, we didn't want to use it in certain ways. We were trying to make it, make mm-hmm. it fun. And and that kind of blends us into one of the next products, which was the ab wheel. And to me, yeah. the way that it, you know, that you used it was basically the same way as an ab dolly, other than you could sit on it and ride it. It's actually a wheel with two handles and you roll it out and roll mm-hmm. it back in. And the same claims, you know, that it's working your abs and you're going to tone and and burn and lose all these, ca- you know, you're you're burning calories and toning your muscles. You know, you're working your upper abs and your lower abs, which, oh, you know, when you're working your abs, guys, you're working your abs. When you're if you're working your rectus abdominis, you're working it together, and um, you know, so so little things like that, and the same same. Things to think about when you're rolling out, making sure there's no low back arch, making sure you've got good positioning. The one thing that when you're looking at kind of the marketing and, and you're looking at this particular product is it's very portable. So it's easy for you to pack in your bag if you wanted to yeah. do that and take it with you. So that that's definitely a bonus. But most of these... Now, when you're looking at it online, if they're still for sale, they're saying, you know, come with all these bonus, you know, I'll give you gel pads for your knees when you're going out right. and doing this, or that there's like a, an additional DVD with nutritional uh, nutritional advice. And so I think they finally come to the understanding based on probably consumer feedback that I have been doing this crunching crunching, I've been using this wheel, I've done this for five minutes, I'm doing everything mm-hmm. you're saying, I'm seeing no change. Because their diet is horrible. And as you said, right. you can't pot reduce. We've talked about that multiple times. And you can't lose just the muffin top. You're losing, you know, things throughout your, you're leaning out throughout your entire body. So you can't solely target just your abs to lose the fat. And everyone's got six packs. You're just going to have to layer down until, until you can see it. But um, I did find that very interesting and um, I'll give, you know, like I said, I think, I think it's a great product, but I do like now that they're saying, Hey, you really want to see these benefits. You got to think about what you're putting in your mouth too.
1: Right. Right. And, and with, and with the, the ad, there, I mean, when we talk about any of these pieces of equipment, some, you know, say knockoff, but other, you know, there'll be other variations of them. Um, but when, one of the variations that I love about the wheel concept as far as, you know, doing, you know, like what you said with the, you know, you're reaching out and, you know, you've got the wheel, but they've also got the variations where you can put um, you can put your foot in a strap and now it's your feet that are doing the reaching out. So not necessarily just the arms, but now we can get more of a lower body bias towards those, those uh, uh, reaching that reaching out, position that you were encouraged to do uh, with, with the hand. So that's one of the variations that I really love about it to where now, you know, we have an upper body stimulus where I'm anchoring from the knee or maybe even the the, the toes, depending on how, how strong of a core you've got working. But now you anchor the upper body and now it's the legs that can do the extension. So um, when, it, when it comes to that that variation of how to stimulate or use the trunk um, that's, that's one of the things that I appreciate. And, you know, to your, to your point, Wendy, when it comes to um, spending calories, again, we've talked about this in other podcasts, like as many different ways as you can stimulate, you know, whatever you're trying to um, work on, you know, when we talked about, you know, the biceps and the triceps and the variability there, um, with the wheel, now that you have variations of it from both the upper and the lower body, you know, whatever it takes to to get various, I guess, vectors of resistance, um, you know, you're going to be in a better position when it comes to um, your your core stability, which, again, I think if you don't understand by now how much we appreciate <laughs> stability versus core strength, um, that's, you know, that that's one of those things that, you know, it it gets a thumbs up in my book when it comes to, you know, how much I would use it and promote it and use it with my clients and athletes.
0: There are a couple more that I want to mention before we get off of this because I know <laughs> I know we are are probably getting down to the wire. But I did want to have you seen the ab coaster um it's actually a piece of equipment this is something that that you guys might have actually seen in the gym it's actually a piece of heavy duty steel piece of equipment and you hold on to it and you basically put your knees in and there it it's claiming that you work yourself up from like it targets your lower um lower abs mm-hmm. all the way up And, um, you know, so basically it's a knee drive kind of in an arc angle. Uh, I found that pretty interesting as well, because there seems like it's more knee hip related than anything that's targeting flexion and extension or, or rotation. However, you know, if it's, if it's making that claim and it's reducing the stress to your neck and your lower back and your shoulders, then, and now you can load it with plates like, why wouldn't you use it?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. You know, I think I think you're you're trying to cater more to the to the male clientele. Anytime you can put a plate on there, at external oh, yeah. load. Like, hey, check this out. Put, mm-hmm. put some more tens. Let me get more tens on this side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but <laughs> to your point, I mean, again, it just goes to how how closely related hip flexion and spinal flexion are. Mm-hmm. To where I mean, this could be a good exercise if you're drawing that movement from. More the spinal region versus the the hip region. However, the motion does promote more of a, a hip flex, more of a hip flexion. Because if you look at its, I guess it's its cousin. I guess that the 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 glute blaster, or, or I forget what. <laughs> Do you, you remember what, it, have you looked at that? The, the, the actual opposite where you're extending, do you remember what it was called? Uh,
0: I know what you're talking about, but it is something like that. It's basically you're, you're going into uh, a yeah. hip extension. So are yeah. you working your glutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if, if you have, if it's, if it's sister, the, the, the glute extender, what I, I hate to mention it without, without bastardizing the, the, its name, but if you have one motion that's using the back of the hip, but, this motion is promoting the front of the hip. Then, you know, if it's getting the, the glutes on one side and then the hip, it's, it's more likely to, to get more of the hip flexors on the other side versus, you know, working the spine. So, again, hip strength is hip strength. But if we're trying to focus in on the midsection and the abdominal region, then that's, you know, that's something to think about. And as, as it is with any investment in equipment, whether I'm doing it for my gym or someone's doing it for, for their home, home gym. Um, that's one of those things I, I'd encourage anybody before you make the investment, whether it's 20 bucks or, you know, that one piece of machinery was like 3000 bucks or 2000 bucks. Um, get on it. Are you feeling the area that you want to feel or you're trying to feel, you know, how much work is going to take? And as a gym owner, I'm looking at, okay, how big of a footprint's it going to be? But if you have a home gym, it's probably like this room I'm in, I only got so much X amount of space and you want to see that. Okay. Is it doing what it's supposed to do? Um, for me to accomplish the goals that that I want, so in this in this case with this, you know, guts to glory, um, am I trying to get from guts to glory using my hip flexors or my midsection? And that's that's uh, that's what I'll say about that one
0: yeah i agree and and we could talk about abs all day i mean i know there are other products on the market there was something called Mm -hmm. the ab circle pro there was something called the um abdoer 360 where basically these were more rotational like you're holding yourself Mm -hmm. in a fixed position and you're actually swinging your body side to side which can cause a lot of um a lot of stress to your lower back, your qL those little muscles that that protect mm-hmm. your your lumbar spine, and your lower back. but you know the claims are you know if you do this for three to five minutes a day, you're going to yeah. burn all these calories and you're it, you know it's the equivalent of you know a hundred to five hundred sit ups a day. You know, we just want you guys to use it with caution because just because they're out there and the models always look fantastic uh, because they've been using that one particular machine. And that's why they use them for the marketing product. You guys realize how crazy that sounds. Um, You know, we just we just like I could talk about abs all day. I think to your point, you're only strong as you are stable. That's what we really talk about, honing in on the exercises to build a really strong foundation really strong stabilization um, of the core so remember the muscles that do not flex and extend the spine the ones that actually protect the vertebrae first then add some flexion and extension once you know that you can maintain proper alignment if you want to try any of these products i'm telling you go for it it's just make sure you've got really good form try them with sets and reps versus doing it for a crazy amount of time and and change it up. We've talked about that as well. Some days do crunches on the floor. Some day maybe you want to do the ab dolly. Some day maybe you want to do one of these rotational things. Just make sure that when you know that you're going to get on these pieces of equipment, what are you targeting? And yeah. if it's saying that you're targeting your abs, but your spine is not moving, then just know that you're probably working more psoas or hip flexor. That eh, maybe you need, maybe you don't need. So just just look at how how the machine works and then decide. Is it truly saying it's working when it's claiming to work?
1: Right, and that Wendy is as good a summary as I could. And not right. correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I, if I knew you were trying to get off the uh, the the podcast that fast, you know, I would have ended it <laughs> sooner. Uh, but. <laughs> Um, I, sure. Again,
0: I love this topic, so I could talk about it forever. I'm just sure our producers are like, um, "Hello." <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: so, yeah. Keeping this to a forty to forty-five minute uh, conversation is, uh, you know, especially when we're talking about the equipment that elicits the 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 uh, results that we're looking for. Uh, a lot of money, like I said, billion dollars from from one company. So uh, that's that's a that's a lot of money being shelled out to realize goals and dreams that. Um, are yet to be attained uh, for a lot of people. Uh, hey, some of
0: this is keeping us in business as trainers, so you know.
1: Uh, you know that that's true, but uh, we educate. Yeah, we're trying to help <laughs> educate and create a more judicious consumer. Oh, is what, I, is what I like to say. Yeah, I use the judicious in there. But uh, with that said, Wendy, thank you so much again for sharing your wealth of knowledge and um, your experiences, especially when it comes to this equipment. So I'm going to look for my mom's uh, ab roller now, now that, I, now that I'm thinking about
0: it. I'm sure mine was somewhere in Goodwill by now. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's no way that that's at our house. Yeah.
1: So, all right, everybody. Hey, if you like what you just listened to and everything, you know, if you want to go back to other podcasts that we've talked about. But uh, if you like what you listened to and and hope for more in the future, which we hope to deliver more for you in the future with as much education and entertainment as we can possibly deliver, on uh, on behalf of Wendy and I, like, subscribe, follow, download, so you can listen to it at your at your convenience. But we here at Random Fit really appreciate you. Hanging on with us and spending this time uh, that we had to talk about Guts of Glory. So, take care, everybody. Be well, and we'll catch you next time.